वेलकम टू द एवरीडे चांद श्रीमद भागवतम क्लास टुडे वी आर सो फॉर्चुनेट टू हैव हिज ग्रेस बाय हरी प्रभुदास एंड प्रभु जी इज गोइंग टू एनलाइटन अस ऑन श्रीमद भागवतम कैंटो फाइव चैप्टर अलेवन वर्स फाइव हरे कृष्णा प्रभु जी काइंडली टेक ओवर द कॉल वेन एवर यू आर रेडी थैंक यू हरे कृष्णा Hare Krishna please uh, accept my humble obeisance so do us proud thank you for this opportunity for participating in this uh, wonderful sangha of vaishnava to do krishna katha we are reading from 5115 uh, today so i'll do the sanskrit translation and write a short purport which is a proper then we'll have uh, uh, we can have some discussion on it ुलेक्टेड to the transformations of lust and anger in this way it becomes attracted to material sense enjoyment in other words the mind is conducted by the modes of goodness passion and ignorance there are 11 senses and <coughs> five <coughs> excuse me five material elements and out of these 16 items the mind is the chief therefore the mind brings about both in different types of bodies among demigods human beings animals and birds when the mind is situated in a higher or lower position it accepts a higher or lower material body purport by the divine grace shila prabhupad ki jai <clears throat> transmigration amongst the 8400000 species is due to the mind being polluted by certain material qualities due to the mind the soul is subjected to pious and impious activities the continuation of material existence is like the waves of material nature in this regard shri bhakti vinod thakur says maya ravashe yacha beshe khacha habudbu bhai my dear brother the spirit soul is completely under the control of maya and you are being carried away by its waves This is also confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Prakriti kriya manani guna karmani sarvasha ahankara vimudatma kartahamiti manyate. The bewildered spirit soul, under the influence of the three modes of material nature, thinks himself as the doer of activities, which are in actuality carried out by nature. Material existence means being fully controlled by material nature. The mind is the center. for accepting the dictations of material nature in this way the living entity is carried in different types of bodies continuously millennium after millennium krishna bhuli se jeeva anadi bahir mukha ateva maya taridaya samsar dukha chetan chatamrita madhya 2117 due to the living entity's forgetfulness of krishna one is bound by the laws of material 
नेचर ओम ज्ञान this is an instruction that is given by Jat Bharat to Maharaj uh, Rahugana. And uh, uh, one of the interesting points in uh, uh, these kinds of instructions are that they are focusing on what appears to be material. The discourse is spiritual, but the focus seems to be material. And the reason that it is it is so, it is because these instructions are given to materially embodied spirit souls. So simply talking about the glories of of uh, the bliss in Golok or Vaikuntha or the purity of bhakti, or uh, the ecstatic beauty of Krishna, it may instill some amount of enthusiasm or attraction in the heart of a jiva. But as long as the material conditioning is strong, it it will not take root. Sometimes when people with strong material conditioning simply jump to the the more uh, uh, exalted spiritual topics, they become sahajiyas. Because they haven't let go of their uh, material desires and urges, what they're doing is that they are transposing it from material to spiritual, and they're bringing down the spiritual to the material. So they consider Krishna's interaction to be like like normal interactions that they see in 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 the environment around them. So they develop these uh, they take spirituality cheaply or, or 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 in extreme situations in a deviant way. So we see when the Bhagavatam begins and when the Sukadev Goswami begins to instruct Parishat Maharaj, then he first talks about the universal form. And universal form is essentially seeing spirit and matter. That you can see Krishna in the mountains and the rivers and the trees, and you can see Krishna in the abilities of the demigods, the planetary systems, and one would wonder that the Bhagavatam is the topmost spiritual exposition and it, it commences with a strong materialistic foundation. And the reason is that it is catering to the audience that it is approaching. People who are reading the Bhagavatam, not all people are at the same level, but typically 
they themselves are materially conditioned so when when they are presented with this notion of seeing the lord in nature they are already appreciating nature around them and they are able to transition into from just seeing nature as material to seeing the lord in the nature and from there they progress to a more uh, puristic perspective in this particular verse the importance of the mind in material conditioning is what uh, uh, about so we see an interesting transformation in jat bharat that uh, he 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 had taken a very humble position being dumb and appearing to be jard means that without intelligence and now we see that not only is he talking about very elevated topics but uh, in the verses you will see then more than once he will chastise maharaj rahubanag saying that you're not very intelligent that you're speaking about things that and even the maharaj rahubanag is asking in a mood of submission we do see him chastising which is an interesting uh, uh, switch from uh, from him take one such a humble position that he was carrying the palanquin of the of the king to chastise him so this change in position is because of the change in position of the king it's not that jat bharat suddenly became proud or suddenly remembered that yes i am now a spiritually elevated being so i have the right to chastise him he was he was always aware of the of the spiritual aspect of his existence right he had owned the smriti not only of his previous birth but the birth before that also but the mood changed when the king submitted to him and said that you appear to be a exalted person please instruct me this is my understanding please instruct and then he just uh, barrel says your understanding is incorrect because it is partial therefore you are not very intelligent so you are speaking appearing to be intelligent but let me tell you now we see the same change of the mood between krishna and arjun that in the first chapter of the bhagavad gita arjun is speaking in his mind is speaking intelligently why he should not fight quoting the scriptures and talking about about uh, varna sankara talking about uh, sinful reactions etc and krishna is is standing by and listening to him when arjun surrenders to krishna karpanya dosha prata swabhava pachami twam dharma samudicheta yashya mam nishitam ruhitam shishyasyam shadimam tum prapannam completely surrenders then krishna immediately chastises and saying that while speaking intelligent words you are actually not demonstrating intelligence that's the nature of the guru disciple relationship it's not that the guru is seeing that i have now a commanding position says let me take advantage of it and chastise the disciple but Prabhupada would say that uh, the, the the purpose of the guru is to cut, 
to cut all the misunderstandings, the misconceptions, to cut the connections with the modes of material nature. Whenever there is cutting, there has to be abrasion. So in the heart, there is nobody that is more compassionate and loving to the disciple than the Guru. But because it is the duty of the Guru to cut, the Guru chastises. Even in a non-spiritual setting, we see it is customary for teachers to chastise students. Not so much I see in the Western countries. In India, it's very customary. For when I was growing up, you actually would get beaten by the by, by, by the teachers, and the parents were absolutely fine by it. They'd go back and say, "Should beat me," and you know the, the parents would chastise us, saying, "You probably did something naughty, and you deserve to be uh, beaten," because that relationship is ultimately based on love and concern. But because of the nature, children by nature are naughty, by nature are inattentive. So they need to be corrected and and chastised in a loving way. I mean, there's a difference between between corporal punishment that becomes that inflicts harm or mental harm also, or correcting the child. Parents do that all the time with the children; that they're constantly correcting them. Jet Bharat takes on the same mood. That few moments ago, he was the humble, dumb palanquin carrier. Now he's chastising Maharaj Raghunath. From Maharaj Raghunath's position, we also see his qualifications to become a disciple. So, like Chanakya Pandit says, that, uh, um, and he gives few analogies, that uh, just like one takes gold from a dirty place, just like one accepts a wife from a lower family, one can accept uh, um, uh, uh, knowledge from a person from a lower caste and one can accept a guru from any caste, any status, as long as he is able to deliver. So, Maharaj Raghunag gives up his position as I am the king and this is a lowly palanquin career. There is a huge difference in the status. That Maharaj Raghunag was the king of that region. And the palanquin career amongst the Shudras also is a very lowly position. But as soon as he understands the position based on what uh, Jad Bharat speaks, immediately we see that without any pretensions, without any reservations, he accepts him as a guru, asks him to instruct him, accepts the chastisement also. And the result of it is that he also gets liberated. Uh, the, the position of the mind that is stressed in these verses is, uh, is brought forth because, as Prabhupada says in the, in the purport, that uh, it, it is what is connecting the conditioned jiva to the modes around them. In the so this is in the Bhagavad Gita, in the 15th chapter, Krishna says, Mame Vamsha Jeeva Lokya Jeeva Bhuta Sanatana Mana Shashta Indrayani Prakratisthani Karshati right? That these living entities were my eternal part and parcel. They're struggling very hard 
in this conditioned life with the six senses which include the mind so uh, jet bharat is speaking about the mind to first talk about the nature of the entrapment now the modes of material nature are around us by themselves they cannot do much but when the mind chooses to engage with them through the senses then they become connected it's like if you are in a in an area that is magnetized and uh, you put something that is made of plastic it's not going to have any effect but if you put a small uh, iron piece on the plastic then that iron will pull the whole plastic piece towards the magnet even though the plastic piece has no attraction towards the magnet that's the position of the mind that at one end it is connected to the soul and that we know that is connected through intelligence and false ego at the other end it is connected to the material world through the senses so it plays this fulcrum role the senses are essentially passive all they are doing is they are recording and the mind is the one that is capturing all the information so uh, bhakti vinod thakur talks about how to handle the mind there is the same as mana shiksha instructions to the mind and um, coincidentally there is actually going to be a seminar in potomac in washington dc by his uh, holiness robert swami and uh, mahatma prabhu on mana shiksha which is completely going to be focusing on how to control uh, the mind so the 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 process of spiritual advancement is essentially twofold that we detach and we attach so when we say control the mind detach the mind we are essentially trying to disconnect from the material conception that in itself is it is necessary but not sufficient accompanying that should be attachment to krishna which will be later instructions of by by jatharat because if you simply detach from the material conception you become a brahmavadi or worse you might become a mayavadi that uh, you have detached from matter but you have not attached to spirit so you are in the om shanti shanti zone the nothingness zone and if you are not properly instructed then you might start thinking of yourself as god at that time but even if you are properly instructed even if you are brahmavadi you are in the stage of neutrality that you are detached from matter but not attached to spirit so both these processes need to go on simultaneously when you follow the four regulated principles we are in effect controlling the mind when we chant we are in effect developing attachment towards krishna so the process that we follow is in a way exemplified by these instructions there are so many ways in our sadhana vedi bhakti that we control the mind or we aspire to 
control the mind. We, uh, uh, we abstain from things. We get up early in the morning. We um, control our behavior towards other people. We keep a check on our desires. So all this is control of the mind. And along with that, what do we do? We chant, we do deity worship, we do Vaishnava Seva, Prashad Seva. All that is for spiritual attachment. Both of them are equally important. Sometimes people say that um, bhakti is powerful enough to to wash away all material contamination. The statement is correct because bhakti is ahituki. It is uh, does not depend on material detachment, but it has to be powerful enough for uh, few fortunate souls who either get association of pure devotees or more importantly are able to take the association of pure devotees or who because of Purvaras are at the stage just by spiritual attachment they wash away all the material desires but Prabhupada would say that is kind of like um, there are two ways to get a degree from college one is you go and study pass the exams and then you get a degree in the convocation and the second is that you become a prominent personality and they will bestow a honorary degree on you. Just like there are two ways of getting rich. You work hard and you make money or you buy a lottery ticket and you win. Now there are people who win by lottery tickets. There are people who get degrees bestowed on them. But there are very few and far in between. So uh, uh, the, the recommended process for us is to is, is to control our mind while we divert it towards Krishna consciousness. In the sixth chapter, um, Arjun complains to Krishna that it's uh, very difficult to control the mind. It's like the wind. Krishna says, yes, abhyasena chaveragya. That by practice and by renunciation, by detachment, it is possible. It is difficult, but not impossible. Okay, so I will stop at this point and see what discussion we have. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Dhanavad Pranam, Shri Prabhupada, Shri Guru Maharaj Ki Jaya. Thank you so much Prabhuji for this Nectarian class and I will wait for the uh, other devotees to have any question or comment. Prabhuji has to go for his medical appointment. So uh, he, he'll wait. we can discuss until 10 minutes. And then, uh, yeah, so please go ahead if anyone has any question or comment. Thank you so much, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Dhanud Pranam, Jai Silo Prabhupada. Wonderful and short question, Prabhu. Do you have some time, Prabhu, to uh, take? Yes, Prabhu. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, it, it's said that, you know, controlling 
will be like a comeback um, if you do too much control uh, it will go to its original nature uh, if you put too much control is mean how that works problem uh, is that mean how any mean uh, problem in that or mean uh, when you control and engage in devotional service that controlling nature will not cause any issue you're right prabhu that actually is the answer to your question so the first statement that you made is completely correct that controlling does eventually cause a reaction yeah and shilapad would give the example of sage vishwamitra where uh, controlling his mind but when the circumstances changed a little bit um lost control and uh, in the third chapter of the bhagavad gita krishna talks that, talks about such people he calls them mikachharas so chaked that those who are um, are controlling but without engaging they are essentially uh, cheaters because the soul is active the senses the spiritual senses are active they need engagement so which is why shila prabhupada wrote this book higher taste which uh, shila prabhupada wrote it but it was based on on his lectures which talks about this this uh, this point that uh, for us controlling means that we reengage the nature of the tongue is to eat but we eat prasad nature of the tongue is to speak but we do krishna katha nature of the soul is to engage with people and have social interaction we do vaishnav sangha so that is control for us not abstaining but essentially redeploying so that's the whole principle of uh, the higher taste that shila prabhupada makes as one of the bedrocks the basis of our, uh, our progress in spirituality thank you for the question prabhu yeah, wonderful thank you so much prabhu yeah that clears whole everything wonderful thank you does anyone has any comments questions thank you prabhu ji for your nectarian wonderful class hari krishna so this point we can conclude the class we'll sing the vishnu prayer vancha kalpatirupasya krupa sindhu bhevacha padita